HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at Heritage Radio Network. Org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Souther. Hey, buddy. Double header. Double header. Here we go. Right into the second show. Right. Is this a is this a is this a speakeasy first? I think so. Yeah, man. Back to back shows. We just have too many guests, man. It's crazy. We do. We're getting real popular. It's great. <laughs> it is pop. It is great. Um, so we just uh, chatted for for about forty five minutes with Brad Thomas Parsons. Yeah, um, sure did. About his new book, Distillery Cats, which is just a charming little book, um, and 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 well written, and makes you want to go visit a bunch of distilleries and pet some cats. Yep. <laughs> um, and now we're moving right into. Uh, a bitter discussion. We're going to talk some bitters. Uh, uh, you know, a subject that I'm familiar with. Yeah, and Brad Thomas Parsons. And, and, oh yeah, of course. That's, that's why you know, I always like having him on the show yeah, and seeing him around the bars and whatnot. Yeah, of course. So in the studio today, we got a packed house. Um, we have Matteo Lasardo from Lasardo. Welcome to the studio. Hello, guys. Welcome. Uh, we you. got uh, G. What he, up? He's like share. He says the one. He doesn't have one name. He has one letter. G. G, who is a global ambassador. Your territory is the planet. Planet Earth. For Lissardo. <laughs> uh, sins. Quietly in the corners, we've got uh, Rose Robinson uh, and Tori in, back here as well. Yeah? Cool. Um, Your dad's been on the show a couple times. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Robin Robinson. Uh, Robin Robinson. He's the best. That dude knows a crap ton about whiskey. <laughs> about life in general, and too. And that's, that's true as well. He's, an, he's a keen observer of the human condition, and he's, uh, uh, he's good at uh, uh, you know, uh, reiterating what's going on around you and yep. telling, telling good stories. <laughs> um, speaking of good stories, let's talk about Lasardo. Holy cow, this stuff's been around a long time. Enough. We are enough. We are more or less 196 years old. So. 196. 196. Yeah, wow. I mean, for America, that's really old. <laughs> yeah, for us too. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially for a family-owned business. It's been family the whole time, right? It's been in the family of the whole time. You're yeah. sixth generation? I'm the sixth generation. The seventh generation is already working in it with us. Yeah. So it's going it's going well. Yeah. You guys, I hope you make it. Yeah. <laughs> at least at 200. I feel like you're going to make it. At least until uh, uh, 200 years old. I think you're going to go. Which will be 2021, so it's not very far, I mean, far away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many... Um, how many marks in your portfolio at this point under the Lazardo brand with too the name Lazardo right on it? Too many. Too many. No, never too many. <laughs> never, too many never too many. Every year we come out with something uh, interesting, something new. So, but we have to delete something old. So, well, you know, it's not not the Maraschino for sure. But. The Maraschino obviously <clears throat> is the sort of giant of your portfolio. Yeah. Lazardo Maraschino has been around mm. the whole time, right? Is the that, whole time, yeah. Is that it, the first product? Was the company was born with the Maraschino? Actually, um, which came first, the maraschino cherries or the maraschino liqueur? Yeah, the chicken and the egg. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Is that the thing? Obviously, the cherries. But uh, what the company was founded, uh, the city of Zara, it was the city of the maraschino. So there, there, are, there were older uh, maraschino companies in, the, in that city. Uh, and the recipe came from uh, the monks. And uh, the first person at home, Luxado family, uh, that was uh, started, uh, started producing the maraschino was uh, Maria Canevari. She was the wife of the founder of the of Luxardo. So 1800s was very common for the housewives to produce homemade cordials. Sure. And in this case, it was a Rosolio maraschino. So it was a Rosolio, Rosolio, which is a dead. It's being resurrected, but it was a dead category, right? Uh, yes and no, because maraschino is a rosolio. Oh, it is? We did, yeah, yeah, maraschino is a rosolio. Rosolio is, uh, every liqueur in Italy is a rosolio. Okay. At the end. Because uh, before was uh, cherry distillate, sugar, and uh, roses inside. But then the first liqueurs, they were called uh, rosolio. Right, and uh, it loosely translates to mean like morning, like dew, like morning dew, right? Rosolio, isn't that, isn't that what it means? Loose? Uh, no, rosolio is a uh, uh, rose oil. Oh, man, I'm way off base. <laughs> I, get I get it. All right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I figure it's one of those things that's been kind of changed and lost throughout history. Sort of thing, like, with a definition. Yeah, because I, I, I've only recently been reading about Rosolios. Yeah. And obviously, maybe I'm, I'm reading some of it wrong, or I'm translating the information yeah, wrong. Yeah. Um, those glasses aren't that old, man. you got to get some I know, already. yeah, right? <laughs> November. They'd be a year old. Um but the, these kind of predate what we know to be Amari, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, from the research that I've done, um, which is quite lengthy, is that originally sort of like, you know, it, it was a liqueur that would have rose in it, sort of thing. And that's obviously where the name came from. Um, but then throughout time, sort of, uh, you know, throughout time it fell out of favor. Um, but also it's kind of, become a blanket for um, let's say floral styles of liqueurs sure sort of thing so obviously you've got um, the maraschino uh, for us is you know, our, our most famous rosolio there's a big debate about you know whether um, limoncello is a rosolio or not um, I tend not to wade into that debate too much it's sure a <laughs> it's a big one our, yeah. our hot dog sandwiches is it one of those yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as an English person I don't think I uh, my, my opinion doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. if you're gonna if you're gonna spearhead the brand all over the planet, I think you 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 at least have some say, some yeah, oh, yeah. some truck in that race. Definitely, but you know, I'm not gonna pick sides when it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you just boil arguments. it down to is yeah. it or is it or isn't it delicious? How it's about that? delicious. There we go. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. That's that's the the ultimate goal, right? To make delicious product. Oh yeah. Um, so maraschino liqueur been around forever. Maraschino cherry's been around forever. Yep. Um, holds a place in the canon of classic cocktails. You know. Do like you think, Do you think that the, with the? I feel like I see a lot more Luxardo products coming out over the past like decade. Like the, well, at least becoming more available, like Triplum and. Yeah. Uh, you know the bitter and the aperitif and stuff like that. Do you think that part of that was due to the fact that like you, you had the resurgence of like 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 the last word cocktail and the aviation and stuff like that I that really like so, yeah. pushed the maraschino sales oh, yeah, forward? I, I think definitely. But then also, you know, Luxardo is one of those companies that's kind of um, you know we, we we've had a rebirth. You know, yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. like World War Two was was not the greatest time. You know, um, and you know, like Matteo will be able to tell you a little bit more because you know it's his, his uh, family. But you know, World War Two, like yeah, they lost everything. Like they had to relocate by force, um, right. and you know, start the company from scratch. So prior to World War Two, you know, we were one of the biggest distilleries in Europe. You know, and there were so many different products that they did. And then having to start from scratch in 1946, you know, you, you're producing like a limited range of liqueurs, but then you keep on finding your old recipes and saying, "Hey, we've, you know, we've got the space to do this now." Let's. Yeah, but well, then we have a we second renaissance, uh, like 10 years ago, when yeah. all this uh, cocktail vibe came yeah. back with the uh, old fashions and you know the, yeah. the, the last word and the and the improved and, and improved, improved cocktail can't be made without yeah. maraschino. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just the, uh, you can use uh, the maraschino everywhere in your cocktails. Just. Even a small teaspoon, it helps to enhance all the flavors. Yeah, I, yeah. It, I always think that maraschino liqueur, especially the Luxardo one, it's like it is best friends with grapefruit juice, man. Oh, sure, yeah. Hemingway daiquiri yeah. oh, coming, right, coming right up. Yep, it's it. Sometimes you know, the, you can have like. Sometimes, like if you, if it's off balance, you can have like it'll, kind of like go a little too dry but like if you balance out your maraschino with the grapefruit it's like really beautiful and floral almost yeah. almost like it has like like a really beautiful floral like dry vermouth like in it but it doesn't it's just like kind of mixes perfectly you know if yeah. you yeah. do it right you know well, this, this new product the bitter bianco it's with uh, grapefruit it's unbelievable <clears throat> yeah unbelievable yeah cool um yeah, no, I squeak in the maraschino everywhere, uh, or at least I did for sure in my kind of earlier days in the game, where I was like, okay, I feel like I can put this into things and simultaneously make them sweeter and drier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it becomes this like ingredient that I've put into a drink that changes the drink, catapults it forward, enhances its flavor, and no one can figure it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like they'll guess. If there's five ingredients in the drink, they'll guess four out of five and be like, I'm lost on that last one. And then that's the thing that's tying the whole thing together. Yeah. Uh, do, you use, do you ever make your Remember the Main with Maraschino, or do you use like any other kind of cherry, like brandy? Or? Yeah, we've, we've definitely made the Remember the Main. Uh, and then Ari, remember Ari Form, who, who, who's been on the show before, before me? Um, he used to make a, 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 a version of the Remember the Main at Amori Margo called Dismember the Pain. <laughs> uh, it had Maraschino in it, of course. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love and miss that guy terribly. Um, so, yeah, you, uh, like there's no question about your seat in the pantheon um, of classic cocktails with the Maraschino. And you've got other things that I don't think people know enough about all your marks. That's why I'd asked you earlier. One of my favorites uh, uh, kind of eclipses all of them for me is Abano. 
right? Yeah, marabona. Oh, yeah, so yeah. peppery and like savory, and I put that in all kinds of things. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. For me, that's one of my favorite um, ingredients as well. Is you know, I think amaro at the moment is you know a, a big trend and and stuff like that, and a lot of people are trying to sort of you know experiment and taste it. Um, but a lot of times they can be put off, you know, like the first thing they'll try will be like fennet or something like, you know, pow in your face, like with a bitterness. Um, and you kind of, the flavor gets lost in that, in the strength of that bitterness. Um, but with the Urbano, it's like a medium Amaro and like every sip that you have, there's like a different flavor that comes out. It's like, whoa, is this mint? Is this chocolate? Is that coffee going on? Was that cinnamon? You know, yeah. it just keeps on going. Yeah, it, it definitely changes and evolves uh, both uh, on its own or, or in cocktails yeah, as well. It, yeah. uh, Even if it's written amaro in, uh, on the label, which means bitter in, in English, it's not so bitter. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's very fruity, very, mm. very pleasant product. Yeah, absolutely. I have to remind people of that all the time. You know, you guys were at my bar yesterday, um, uh, Amore Margo, and... Um, I have to remind people of that all the time. They come in and they think that everything I have is just straight bitter. And I remind them every Amaro is sweetened with something to create balance. If it weren't, it would be a tincture bitter. Yeah. Right. It would be on, yeah. in the little bottles. It wouldn't be in yeah. the big bottles for drinking. Um, and that's a, a it's a common misconception. But you know, there you got foot soldiers on the ground like me who are out there trying to preach the gospel and getting the message out there. I hope I hope people, yeah. you you get that message from me, or do you already have it? I just, I just get better from you. <laughs> um, it's also important to note that, like, and I talk about this at length all the time, so I won't get too deep into it because it's not my show, it's yours. Um, you know, we only taste five things. Sweet, sour, salty, umami, and, of course, I think everybody in this room's favorite, bitter. Um, but bitter is the only one of those five flavors that's an acquired taste. Your brain mm. uh, signals to you that it's poison at first. Yeah. So you have to get around your brain. The first sip is poison. Your brain's saying, get that out of here. Um, the second sip, you're saying to yourself, it didn't kill me. It's not going to kill me. You have to convince your brain that it's okay to drink it at all. Yeah. So you gotta come, there's a hurdle to get across before you can even really deal with taste, and it happens in, in a nanosecond yeah. as soon as it touches your tongue. But it's so Moorish. It's kind of like, I, I kind of liken it to, um, to like wasabi. Or something like that. You know, you taste it the first time. I remember the first time I had some wasabi peas. You know, you try them, sure. you're like, "Whoa, I don't, I don't know if I like that." Right. But you can't stop eating it. It's the same with amaro. You're like, "Oh, it's a little bit bitter," but damn, that's moorish. And then at the end, I want some more. Moorish. The end <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I think uh, that's a tough lesson for people to overcome. It, it's well, probably, probably not for Matteo. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he grew up with it. Sure. Well, I remember I was uh, I was stealing the, the small bottles from the uh, from the shop, and then, uh, we had a big uh, empty vat. I was hiding inside and drinking the the the, the amaro. So I probably was twelve years old, and it was my first hangover with, with the amaro abono. Oh, with Abano. Yeah, but it was good. No hang, uh, no headache the next morning. So. Well, that's the other thing. The great thing about Amari is, you know, I'm probably being hyperbolous a little bit, but, like, the great thing about Amari is it's, it's medicine. <laughs> You're not going to feel terrible tomorrow. You're going to feel great. <laughs> if, you stay, if you stay with the one thing, pretty much. That's, the, <laughs> that's pretty much anything. Uh, I feel like if, if you polish off, like, a half bottle of whiskey and you don't, like, mix it with anything else. I mean, like, I'm not even talking about, like, beer or anything. It's like... You'll probably wake up feeling like a little sluggish, but pretty good to go. I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done a lot of testing. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we all have all, it. Me too. We've all done yeah. some, uh, uh, you know, some on our own. It's testing, exercise. Some home study. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
looks like we're kind of close to halfway here, so I'm going to cut us off and have uh, Vitor give us a shout from our sponsor for the show today, and then we're going to come right back and talk to Matteo Lasardo and G from Lasardo uh, here in the studio. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. All right, we are back. You're listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. We got the guys from Luxardo in here today. We were just talking about some of the history of the brand and our first time drinking bitters. My first time to uh, like drink alcohol was actually uh, it was also bitter. Okay, but it was Angostura bitters, and I like popped Oof. the top off. I was like twelve. Oh, wow. I think I was twelve as well. <laughs> that was rough. Going for it, but I didn't feel bad. It's medicine. 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 <laughs> yeah. So speaking of. Um, we talked about some of the the flagship brand like the Maraschino and Abano, Abano, and uh, you brought something for us today. What'd you bring? Yeah, yeah, I brought the uh, the, the new release. It's, it's called Bitter Bianco, and it's uh, Luxardo was producing a Bitter Bianco right in nineteen uh, thirties. Uh, this is a completely clear uh, liquor, so we make an infusion of the herbs and then we distill the infusion. Uh, this is why it's clear. Uh, the uh, the herbs they don't uh, lose the flavor. They lose the bitterness, so we add a little bit of uh, wormwood to the product to give the, the bitter, uh, bitterness. Yeah. So, so is this similar to the the red bitter of yours? Yeah, the flavor is similar. It's a, it's a little bit more uh, more uh, smooth, more. Uh, uh, you want a glass, Damon? Yeah, I think it's like it's quite interesting when when you taste it. You'll notice um, the true effects of distillation, sort of thing. Like it's there's no lemon in there, but you get this wonderful like lemon zest finish to it, um, and you know that's that's just one of the effects of, of the distillation. Um, but yeah, it's delicious. Cool. Yeah, I came out with the uh, with idea because a lot of, uh, you know, bartenders here in the US, uh, they were trying using a lot of ingredients for making the white Negroni that's becoming sure. fashionable now. So I said, why not helping them and making something interesting for them and for us as well. So it's going pretty well. Oh, wow, yeah. I think it's delicious. Yeah, I totally get that lemony thing, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of pithy. Uh, yeah. it's the, I'm yeah. sure the wormwood coming through and making it yeah. bitterness on the backside. Yeah. It's bright. So, um, and then it, it's yeah. slightly, slightly savory. Yeah, yeah. You know, with a being. nice amount of uh, gentian in there as well. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you like uh, grapefruit, it's perfect. oh for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make. Let's just make a highball, fifty-fifty grapefruit juice in this with some seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Half uh, salt rim. 
Oh, man, look at you. That's mixology right there. You just went right past me. Well, speaking of mixology, um, especially being a sixth-generation uh, Luxardo, how do you feel, like, personally about, uh, you know, you're coming out with these products, your family's had these for almost 200 years. How do you, do you, do you like drinking cocktails, or do you, are you kind of more of a purist most of the time? Mateo loves drinking uh, cocktails. Okay. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a big I, I saw him last night not drinking alcohol at my place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, cocktails. Uh, I don't drink wine anymore. I just go straight with the cocktails. Oh, wow. Uh, we have a, a whole range of uh, products that you know I can use at home without going out and buying uh, all, the th- all, all the stuff. So we go from the Limoncello, the Sambuca. So I just... Yeah, I think what I want and I have it. So. Yeah, I mean, because I was at it's a hard job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Florence. You're living a charmed life, buddy. I was back, I was out in Florence in in June, and it was kind of interesting because like a lot of the spots, um, they were just like, all right, like they'll do a Negro- obviously a Negroni in Florence is like, I mean that's where it was invented, but uh, there's some really cool like kind of like underground cocktail bars there now, and it's interesting to see like where the split is right now with the old school spots like Geely, where like Luca Pichi's making Negronis and you know, he wrote the book on the Negroni. It's like, and he doesn't really veer off that path too much, but you kind of go there to see him for a, a Negroni, you know? But, um, you know, it's to me, there's still, there's still some American pro- like whiskey producers who are like, they get kind of, they're old school and they're like, dude, you don't, like, don't mix. Don't mix my whiskey <laughs> with anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to interject. Because this is already. Got, I see you've got yeah, something no, 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 to say. I see no, you got I, something I to say. I was just agreeing. But I feel like, I feel like um, with whiskeys and, uh, um, you know, gins and, and just, you know, spirits. With spirits, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to think to myself, I'm, I'm okay with mixing. But the world of Amaro, which is the world I live in most of the time, it confuses and confounds me when people come in and they ask me about an Amaro and I tell them all about it. It's like, well, this is, this one's called Amaro Abano and it's, it's peppery and rich and it's got a, a thick mouthfeel and it's, uh, it's got some notes of, like you just said, mint or chocolate, a little bit of licorice and a lot of white pepper in, on the nose. I really love it. It's very savory. And then the first thing they say is, well, what do you mix that with? <laughs> and I'm like, what if I just offered you a cocktail that was, that was peppery and minty and savory and, and all those things I just said? Would you like that cocktail? It's already here. It's already a cocktail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. You know, I, was, uh, I remember it was 2004 I came here in, the, in uh, New York, and somebody gave me the, the, my first Amaro cocktail. And I said, are you crazy? You give me a cocktail made with an Amaro. Amaro is, you know, I have to drink a straight room temperature. And uh, so you, you, can, you can understand all the flavors and everything. So oh, well, I try, try, try. It was a gr- one of the best cocktails I had <laughs> in my life. But I was amused. Yeah, about this. So we are not. Uh, we we like that people use our uh, uh, liqueurs as I much mean, as much as they can yeah. and where the, whatever they want. So cooking the amaro, you can cook. A, oh yeah, absolutely. You can make a nice filet mignon with a reduction of amaro and a luxardo cherry on top. That's, yeah. that's beautiful. Why not? Or cooking, drinking, and uh, you can, no, maybe not bathing, but. <laughs> hey, I, listen, man. That would be a little bit too much. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> G, uh, so, G, you were going to lean in and say something. Yeah, what was no, your... I, I, you know, I think a lot of producers tend to get a little bit precious about their product, and like, you can understand why. You know, you oh, put, put sure. a lot of time and effort into it. But, you know, I, I think that these guys, you know, are not so precious in that respect. They're proud of what they've done. 
but it, I think they almost see it as like an honor that you've chosen to use it and use your, you know, your ingenuity to, to bring something else to the table. And obviously that's quite interesting for them as well because, you know, coming from a non-cocktail background, you know, like you said, like you're like, whoa, what is this, an Amaro cocktail? Are you crazy? Right. You know, and then when you try it, you're like, wow, you've just opened my eyes to something new. Sure. Like, how can you not be... It kind of reminds me of like, that, you know what I mean? It reminds me of like when, when Jimmy Page started using, like in the 70s, like in the early 70s, when he started using the violin bow to like make all those crazy noises with sure. his guitar. I'm sure there are people like with Stradivariuses. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing with that thing that's been around forever? It's like, <laughs> right. but you're using it in a new, interesting way. And you know what? It turned out really fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And it looked rad too. It looked in really the videos. Cool. Remember when you I have to say that the, the, the Maraschino, uh, since the beginning, was considered as a as a as a mixing ingredient, not as a cocktail, because the cocktail arrived a little bit later. But we uh, it's, uh, they found a bottle of Maraschino Luxardo in a, a digging on a gold uh, uh, race uh, area. Mm-hmm. It was dated 1845 in uh, in California. So that there was excavations, sure, oh. and, and they found a bottle of uh, Luxardo Maraschino. So that, that was interesting. So we were wondering how they were using it, right? Uh, probably with uh, some soda or some yeah, uh, exactly highball. <laughs> Man, that's or it was probably like drizzled over like some ice cream or something, <laughs> right? If you were super fancy back then, yeah. you could get hold of some ice cream, like the accidental <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, history. Um, well, so uh, it, one of the things I, uh, it's a rule. I was about to say I encourage my staff to do it. It's bullshit. I don't encourage. It's a rule. One of the things we do as a rule at Amore Margo is whenever we get a hold of a new product like this one, we, uh, as a team, we have a notebook behind the bar that we keep our notes because mm. we don't work together really. It's, only, it's a one-man <laughs> show. Right. But so we have a notebook behind the bar and we, we get two bottles of stuff, whatever that new thing is, and we keep it behind the bar out of sight of the guest. Mm. and we taste through two bottles and we write our notes together mm. because I think I've said this to you before I'm sure um, it's 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 unconscionable <coughs> for me to think about asking someone to make chicken soup if they've never eaten chicken yeah <laughs> right so we're going to drink two bottles as a team and understand those yeah. two bottles then we'll start making cocktails yeah that's such a good practice I mean yeah. like so we, we just did a um, it's working out a big master class <laughs> yesterday um uh, the dead rabbit, obviously, and like you know, that's that's one of my main things. You know, is when we're doing the masterclass to kind of understand the products better. You know, and through understanding them, you're going to be able to use them better. Exactly, sort of thing. Like we do, because you know, especially with the maraschino, for me, you know, it can be confusing products. Like people look at it and they go, "Oh, that's cherry," and then they taste it and it's like floral and vegetal, and you know, it's got all these herbaceous flavors in it as well, and very little cherry. Cherry. You know? Right. Um, so yeah, t- tasting stuff and you know, obviously writing down what's similar to it, and then you can work things in synergy if you want, or you can you know you can mix it in a different way. But yeah, that's essential for for any product really. Well, to to that end, mm. y- they dropped off a bottle of this stuff for me at Amori Margo last week, and we burned through it as fast as we could so we could. <laughs> Enter the Lasardo competition that was at the Dead Rabbit yesterday. Yeah, yeah wondering who won it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering who won it too, frankly. Um, I won it. Uh, sort of. I turned in a, a, a cocktail. The, the guys made it. They judged it. I don't know who judged that part. Um, and I was one of six finalists. You you I judged was, that part? Uh, no, I judged the, you judged the, the, the finals. Yeah. Punch yeah. So my, yeah, the guys from the team from Punch. So I don't yeah, know who yeah. did that. 
I don't know how many submissions they got, but I was one of six, and my cocktails, I tried to go down the savory road with it. I used some Manzanilla Sherry and some Nova Fogo Cachaca, yeah. uh, a little bit of vermouth, and, and even a, a drop of orange flower water, which I found over, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me, Damon, but I found over the years that I use that stuff, if you use just a little of it, literally one drop in the glass to rinse the glass, even though it's so floral, it reads as savory. Yeah. Right? So, and then I dressed it up with a Carignola olive and a Marcona almond. So it's kind of like a martini. Mm. Like, uh, one of the things in the world that I love is a martini. One of the things in the world that I kind of hate is a dirty martini. Oh, yeah. But I feel like a savory martini is the right answer. So this is kind of what that was. And I won. It was good. My proxy, I had to send a proxy because I was doing Phil Duff's thing at Coup. Uh, My proxy was Sean Johnson. Really proud of him. He works at Amore Margo. Has worked with him. He was. He's worked with me for over a year. He was a professional. He's legit. Um, you, you told him the the, the, a nice, the, the nice story behind the, the cocktail. So. Yeah, I told him all about what, what yeah, I yeah. thought about the cocktail. I gave him some notes, and then I just told him to go be his charming, yeah. personable self and, and make the cocktail for the judges. Uh, and I guess I, I guess I won. The new yeah. kid in town. The new kid in town is the name of the cocktail. He, he, he did you proud. Because <laughs> that's what this the, the is. Drink was this awesome. is the new kid in yeah. town. Yeah, the Vitor Bianca is the new kid in town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it, and I'm, I'm stoked to come to Italy. So I'll see you to, uh, in Torrella. Yeah, when are we going? This weekend? Oh, I'm leaving on uh, next uh, Friday, so... Yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'm leaving, going back. <laughs> uh, so what are you guys doing? So you're here in New York to, to launch this stuff. Are you going to do a tour of the country, or are you just, just New York? I'm leaving uh, as soon as I finish here. I go to directly to the airport. Oh, wow. I go, I go to Denver. Oh, okay. I'm going to stay there for a few days, mm-hmm. and then fly to San Francisco. You doing any events in Denver? Who you Yeah, with? Uh, with Nick Touch. Mm. Uh, from the uh, Bombay event. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, flying back home on, uh, from San Francisco. Yeah. Are you? Uh, it's, it's the big office, main okay. office, so I have to talk with the big bosses of yeah, and, uh, Anchor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big Get to bosses. hang out with Amanda Womack. The big Get bosses. The big Your bo- name is on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a bigger boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, G? Where are you going? Uh, I'm going back to London. Uh, so I've got one more night in New York, uh, which is going to be awesome. I think Rose is going to show me around a few awesome bars tonight, which is going to be fun. Um, and then, yeah, I've got, I think I've got a couple of hours for some touristy shenanigans tomorrow morning. And then back to sunny England. Sunny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember to buy a small stash of Liberty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, i got to get some for my mum, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. The mini, the mini Liberty statue. Liberty, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this stuff is delicious. Uh, we're just sipping on it neat right here in the studio. Um, and I'm getting, the more I sip on it, the more I'm getting like. Yeah, but the taste grass, is, uh, it stays in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So you still have, it's, it's very good for cleaning the mouth. I had a, um, a big fish dinner with uh, some friends. And we had just uh, some shots of this one at the end. It was perfect. Yeah. Refreshing. and. Do you, where did you have the fish? Did you make it? Did you cook? I cook Do fish. you cook? I cook. I cook. Did you catch the fish? No, I, I'm not able to catch the fish. Last time I tried to catch Phoning the fish. Phoning it in. My uh, fishing pole <laughs> went in the water. So. I know. <laughs> with the fish and said, oh, fuck. I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'm a barbecue master. Yeah. A barbecue master? Barbecue from, ta- from Italian from barbecue food. master. Okay. What does that mean? Spadinis and stuff? <laughs> Spadini, why not? <laughs> Sure, um, sure that's cooking pizza outside, isn't it? Pizza yeah. on the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can cook pizza on the barbecue. Of course. Of course. I used to do it all the time. Yeah. That's back, right. Back when I had a grill. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, this stuff is delicious, and I'm super happy to have it join the 
the growing number of marks of Lasardo on my back bar. <laughs> I have several. Uh, I don't Thank have every, I don't have everything you make, of course, but I've got the ones that I really love. Um, and this is going to jump right into the Pantheon. Um, my team loves it as well. Um, you guys were at the shop last night, and yeah. the, the drinks that we were offering last night were, were their submissions terrific. for the competition that, that didn't Excellent. make it. They were great. <laughs> no, but I, I have to thank you and thank all your colleagues, you know, bartenders and so on, because it's, uh, I, I always say that I can have the best products in the world. If no, nobody believes in us, if nobody believes in our products, it would be nothing. So thank, thank you guys oh, man. Well, for I think, supporting Luxarda. I think, yeah. uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for. Uh, continuing the tradition of making great stuff and then coming out with new great stuff as well. We do our best. It's, uh, our main focus is to keep you know the, the quality of the products. How how close are you to the to that? You said you decided to do this. So are you the guy who makes these decisions to say let's make a new flavor, let's make a new thing? Nowadays, yes. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, so I, but this came from a dream. I had a dream. I woke up. I went to the to the to the chemistry. I told them what I wanted. In one week, I had the product. In two weeks, I was here in the U.S. with uh, sample bottles, and then I had the label and so on. So it was something very, very fast. Wow! So cool. I mean, finally, after 20 years, I'm working in the company. Somebody's trusting me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of. Uh, that means you got a lot of great resources at your fingertips. Uh, you, w- you woke up out of bed, and two weeks later, you were in New York with bottles in hand. Yeah. Not, got, la- not labeled, I'm sure, but like no, no, like I you got, had, you had I stuff got, to pass out to people. I got great people, yes. And you had, some especially you know, it's chatting with you guys. These are you know the, the ideas come uh, come from uh, chatting with uh, bartenders and uh, yeah, traveling the world. You get a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Sure, but I think you know for a product like this, you know what you've got to understand is you know we were already making for bitter anyway, so it's kind of just like a hey, what if we distill this? Sure, okay, you know it's it's quite a simple uh, step in that respect, but. You know, if you were to come up with like a different idea, I'm sure it might take a, a little bit longer. You know, I got uh, plenty of ideas. Yeah, yeah, you will see next year. It's like a burrito and then chimichanga. What is a chimichanga? Just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just deep fry a burrito. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You have the same stuff, and it's like, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how can I do something different with this? What Let's we, deep fry it. What if we fry it? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that'll change everything. <laughs> that'll change the whole outlook of this thing. More yeah. greasy. No, well, no, yeah, you maybe know. this is the opposite direction. You got a friend, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's beautiful, man. Thank you. Yeah, Damon, you got any ideas what you'd like to do with this stuff? Did Did you enter the competition? Uh, I've been out of town. Yeah, you're in Portland. Yeah, um, but I would have. Again, like, it was quick. They brought yeah. me the bottle, and like, uh, then just a few days later, it was on. Yeah. Um, so it was a quick one. Are you doing competitions elsewhere too? You doing one in Denver, San Francisco? No, no, no. I was only here. Oh, so. Because oh, we're the best. We, well, <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches here in New York City. Yeah, it sure is. We're <laughs> always overwhelmed with too much good stuff. Yeah. Um, which, weirdly, then you can't do it all, so then you feel FOMO. So, though we have yeah. the most, I think we also regret the most because we don't get to do stuff. It's For weird. Sure. It's a weird... How do, how do those two things go together? Um, what bars are you going to hit tonight? You want to give some shout-outs to where you're rolling around to? Rose? Uh, yeah, I'm Rose. A, I'm where, on the where are we going? <laughs> My my liver um, is in your hands, <laughs> mate. Uh, Dante, <laughs> liver. Honeywell. Um, Dante, Honeywell. Maybe the Eddie. The Eddie. Um, holiday. Holiday cocktail lounge. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to go anywhere after holiday cocktail yeah. So <laughs> let's see. Yeah. I recommend you go to Honeywell first because it's the furthest away. Yeah. Right the now. rest of those are kind of close to each other. They open at five though, yeah. so you have to like. I need to go is see that? my boy Ash at uh, Veracruz in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. But that'll be the last stop because 
that's that's gonna be painful. <laughs> uh, careful at holiday. That's always the last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was there last night for Amanda Schuster's book launch and supporting her. Awesome, awesome book. Uh, but did, did you ever? I, I never. I, regret, I forgot to ask. Did you ever go to Grand Army and do a stenciled cocktail with the cover of her book? <laughs> I I would. I want to, but then I also don't want to ruin it and <laughs> be covered in. <laughs> Angusture and, Mar- and I mean, uh, mark it as yours. It's the bar copy. Keep that one at the bar. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought you guys were going to do that that night. We were, but uh, a little bit of Lambrusco got in the way. Yeah, exactly. That was Oof. a Lambrusco afternoon. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, nice and sweet. Well, speaking yeah. of that, I would put a shot of this in some Lambrusco. For sure. Grass it up. Make it a little bitter. Yeah, a little better. And a little better. <laughs> a little bitter makes it a little better. That's your new slogan. Yeah. Lestardo bitter. A little bitter makes it a little better. <laughs> and these are little bottles. in gold. Yeah, you brought us the airline bottles. They're adorable. <laughs> um, well, guys, it's been great having you on the air today, talking about uh, the history of Lestardo family, talking about the new products that are out already and the new products that are coming out in the future. Well, we, we alluded to some of them. You showed me some stuff last night I that I'm sh- super I excited sh- about. We're not going to talk about it, but I'm super excited about April next year, there will be something new. April. Hopefully, we cross fingers. Stamp. What? You made this one in two weeks. You can yeah, make this not, by April? <laughs> it's not a problem of making the product. It's a, the problem is uh, making the registration here. Yeah, the TTB, right. sons TTB, of bitches. Yeah. Yeah, they're not uh, the easiest folks to deal with. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about that one. Um, and I'm going to want it. That's a perfect time, too, for that particular yeah. thing. It's springtime. Yeah, it's springtime, yeah. It's going to be a very springy thing. And also, do you, without saying what it is... Do you kind of kick yourself a little bit for thinking like, how did we not think of this one earlier? It seems like such a it's so close. No, because to because the, uh, the 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 base of this product, we just started producing it. So sure, so it's it's fairly fairly new idea. Uh, all right, guys, come on. No, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, we're, we're we signed a we signed an NDA <laughs> or, or whatever that is. Um, Anyway, been really great having you guys on the yeah. air today. Let me uh, run down the calendar real fast uh, for the listener of what's upcoming. Uh, if I can get my phone to unlock. Why is it not unlocking? There we go. Um, next week, uh, Andrew Meltzer, uh, USBG San Francisco president, is going to be on the air talking about uh, um, Meltzer Seltzer. Uh, talk about his uh, YouTube show uh, called uh, Top Shelf. Uh, I just saw the first episode of it. It's it's charming. It's like five minutes long. It's it gets right to the point. It doesn't uh, mess around. Um, following week, October fourth, will be Brian and Leslie from Subject. They have a really very interesting um, uh, origin story about how how their bar got started. Uh, the eleventh, um, I have a tentative uh, uh, answer from Adam Rich, the creator of Thrillist. Uh, really cool guy. Uh, the 18th, we might get uh, the ladies from the Cat Pack in here. 25th, Jim Meehan's going to be here talking about his new book. The 1st of November will be Jane and Allah, uh, Jane Danger and Allah Pushnik talking about their new book that's their already on shelves. Book, yeah. Unbelievable. Like, everybody's writing books. Yeah. You Are don't you? have enough time to get yours going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't have time to do mine because I'm reading all these other books. Yeah. I'm just stealing junk. <laughs> I got my Xerox machine. I'm just, like, turning in pages from other books. My book's going to be a, a oh, book I like of, this phrase. I like the other one, right? Yeah. My book's going to be a book of books. Yeah. <laughs> the book of books. The book the book of books. Yeah. It'll be big in Italy. Just a directory <laughs> of cocktail books. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in Italy we'll have a different name. As we, you know, we, we changed complete the name of all the American movies. They have completely different names from the original ones. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, Lost in Translation. I wonder yeah. what the name of that movie became. <laughs> no, it was uh, Lost in Translation. 
Yeah, see, even the even the, the shtick was lost in translation. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what we've got coming up. Some great uh, guests uh, and some great things to talk about. I'm looking forward to all of it. Um, and then uh, that's all I've got, buddy. Yeah, what man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be riding shotgun with you, bud. <laughs> a cocktail cowboy. <laughs> Damien. Uh, Damien. <laughs> You're driving me crazy with the puns. Uh, so, yeah, tune into uh, Heritage Radio Network for uh, thousands more shows just like this one. If you can go to our website, click on the beating heart and uh, donate to, to keep us all on the air because we do all this stuff for free just for you to listen. Um, uh, yeah, and that's it. Uh, guys, yeah. thanks so much for being on the air with us today. Yeah, thank uh, you. And cheers to, to, oh, cheers to you all. Nice. Cheers. Cheers. Safe travels. Cheers. Thank you. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sound in the Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.